Kind World is sponsored by American Public Media, presenting the podcast, The Slowdown. The Slowdown offers five minutes of calm every weekday. One of the most celebrated poets of our time, host Tracy K. Smith, provides insight and poetry that offers a few moments of reflection. Listen to The Slowdown wherever you get your podcasts. Check out Business Casual, a new podcast by Morning Brew. Every week, host Kinsey Grant breaks down the biggest stories in business with the biggest names in business. They're diving into everything, from the economics of influencer marketing and the booming fitness industry, to the myth that is work-life balance and the ins and outs of M&A. Listen to Business Casual wherever you get your podcasts. Produced by the iLab at WBUR Boston. Welcome to Kind World. I'm Yasmin Amr. And I'm Andrea Aswahe. Kindness can be found anywhere and everywhere. And we've found so much kindness and compassion happening in schools. Yep, it reminds me of a Southern saying, you have the heart of a teacher. It's someone who goes out of their way to help make someone's day just a little better. Exactly. Well, this week, we've got a story about one Boston teacher who changed a student's life through books. I was always tired, so I I would do things, I would have a life, but I would go home and I'd sleep 10 hours and I couldn't do anything else. I didn't tell anybody. I always kept to myself. I just, I was the pale kid who stuttered in high school, so I didn't want any other added bonus points against me. I read a lot to escape. My sophomore year at Dom Savio in East Boston, uh, English teacher, Mr. Sullivan, we called him Sully back then. He would call me a wise guy because I'd be on point during the, the book discussions. But I always had some smart, okay, way to put things and stuff like that. He was probably the best teacher I've ever had, the most lasting, and I remember his class totally. He kept it fun. He would do imitations of, like, Charlie Chaplin. He would do the John Dillinger with the Tommy gun, and then he'd take the bullets, and, and the class would laugh. From what I learned to him, that I could live through these characters and I could have these adventures and I could, I can do great things like through the author's words. From birth, I was prescribed prednisone. It was a steroid drug, so that's how I managed my whole life. There was a point where the prednisone stopped working. For a year and a half, two years, I was just they would try things that wouldn't work and all that stuff. Finally, they said, we have to schedule for a bone marrow transplant. I was scared out of my mind. So I was sitting in the waiting room. It's like I see a, a bald person over there and like a woman crying with a mask on over there. And, I, and my leg is just shaking like crazy. And I get a, a tap on my shoulder. And he goes, hey, were you a wise guy? And it's, it's Mr. Sullivan behind me. And this is like 23 years later or something like that. And he remembered me off the bat. So we talk about books, we talk about like my life, I told my life story and all that stuff, and he told me how he went on teaching and all that. Right before the bone marrow transplant, I was in the waiting room, and he was like, I got exactly what you need. And he had the book, uh, The Odyssey, with Homer. He goes, while you're doing this, you can use this as a crutch, like your adventure, just take, take you out of the place you're going to be, you know? If you think about it, it's spot on. It's like Odysseus is a... He's alone, and he's, he's lonely, and he's just trying to get home. 
when I went into the hospital, the nurse was like, you know, the, you, you might have trouble reading. Why don't you try an audiobook? So as I'm getting radiated, she, she put on the Odyssey for me. And it was, um, it was the part where he's beating the Cyclops. So as I'm getting radiated, getting Chernobyl, the nuclear, in my mind, I'm Odysseus and uh, I'm outsmarting the Cyclops. And the hot blast singed his brow and eyelids round the core and the broiling eyeball burst. Its crackling roots blazed and hissed. And then when I was in my darkest days in the hospital, I was, I was sick and miserable and the worst like I've ever been in my life. And I'm on the, the, the land of the lotus eaters. Any crewman who ate the lotus, the honey-sweet fruit, lost all desire to send a message back, much less return. Their only wish to linger there with the lotus eaters, grazing on lotus, all memory of the journey home dissolved forever. That definitely got me through that. So after the bone marrow transplant, you'd have to go to the bone marrow transplant center like three, four days a week. So I would go and I'd see Sully there all the time. He never really talked about his struggles. I know he was having a hard time. We just sat there talking about books. Like, we'd have transfusions, and we'd eat, like, the tuna sandwiches they provided and the, the small cans of ginger ale, and we played some cards. It was kind of like Tuesdays with Maury, but it was like Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays with Sally, you know? The time I had before that, I just thought my life was over. This is it. This is as far as I'm going to get. And then he gave me that, that book and that hope. It was uh, life-changing. He, he, I, had a, I had an anchor. He anchored me to the, to the now, and I lived through these characters, and it got me through the scariest time of my life. That story was produced by WBUR's Carrie Young. Kind World is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR station. Paul Vikas and Matt Reed do our sound design, and Iris Adler is our executive producer. I'm reporter and producer Andrea Aswahe. And I'm reporter and producer Yasmin Amr. Has a teacher ever changed your life? Maybe you have a story of profound kindness that could be our next episode of Kind World. If so, email us at kindworld at wbur.org. Or find us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WBURKindWorld. We'll be back with a brand new season in October. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. In San Diego and Tijuana, where I live, there's already a big wall. But it's not just a barrier. Here, we have a church that meets at the actual border fence. On the Mexico side, we have people visiting their friends, their relatives from the U.S. side. And this ability to experience the blend of two worlds, it inspires us. Being in a place where I can cross a line and be in a world that is profoundly different from the one that I woke up in makes the synapses in my brain go off on a level that I really enjoy and I want to take advantage of as much as possible. I'm Alan Liliental, host of Only Here a sonic exploration of life at the U.S.-Mexico border. Get only here on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen.